back, Ram fans. This is Rams Up, your favorite L.A. Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at L.A. Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome back, Ram fans, episode 328. No, it wasn't the nice, relaxing Sunday we all hoped for. One game fell our way, the other two didn't, but but the Rams' playoff hopes very much alive. We're going to do our loop around the league, touch on all of these games, the focus on the ones that really mattered, And at the end here, we'll try to summarize the playoff situation for the Rams, where they stand right now today after Week 16 play. And at the very end here, we'll continue our uniform series. Episode 328, we'll talk about someone who wore number 28 for our Los Angeles Rams. For our loop around the league, we're going to talk about each game. And then at the end here, we'll try to capture the playoff situation in both conferences starting to get a little bit clearer, but NFL's got to love this. A lot of important games in Week 17, and there will be in Week 18 as well. On Saturday, the Steelers beat the Bengals 34-11. This was a surprise to me. I thought the Bengals were starting to get it together. Jake Browning carrying the Joe Burrow torch, but maybe the Steelers should have turned to Mason Crosby a few weeks ago. 290 yards and two TDs in his first regular season appearance in over two years. First play from scrimmage, 86 yards to the much-maligned George Pickens. Remember, he had bailed out on his blocking duties the previous week, took a lot of heat for that. How do you think Heinz Ward feels about that situation? Pickens also had a 66-yard TD in the third quarter, so big day for him. Steelers still a long shot to reach the playoffs. This really hurt the Bengals' chances. If they had won, they would have been in really good shape. And then the Saturday evening game, Bills 24, Chargers 22 at SoFi. Got to give the Chargers credit. I wrote them off in this game. It took a field goal with 28 seconds left to beat them. Being a Charger fan must be so stressful. So many of their games coming down to the last minute like this. But the Chargers' problem was they just could not punch it into the end zone, settle for too many field goals. Bills improved to 9-6, and six, have now won four of their last five. Chargers fell to 5-10 and ten in their first game without Brandon Staley. But they showed up. Give them credit for that. Sunday morning games. You know, usually when the Rams have a Thursday night game, Sunday is a nice, relaxing day of football. But I found that not to be the case. Trying to follow three games that impact the Rams' playoff chances Found that to be just as stressful as watching my Rams, but but at least one of those games went the Rams' way. Before I move on, I wanted to mention, you know, Tom Brady complaining about the quality of play in the NFL this year. I think he's primarily talking about offenses and quarterbacks. You can't talk about one without the other. Here's a list of quarterbacks who started and or finished games this week. Mason Rudolph, Jake Browning, Easton Stick, Nick Mullins, Gardner Minshew, Taylor Heineke, Trevor Seaman, those last three, they're kind of the same guy, Bryce Young, Joe Flacco, K. 
Case Keenum, Aidan O'Connell, Tommy DeVito, Bailey Zappi, and Jacoby Brissett. Well, there you have it. We'll get through the less meaningful games first here. Browns 36, Texans 22. No C.J. Stroud. No chance for the Texans, apparently. Browns just keep on humming along. Joe Flacco, a guy I just kind of dissed, 368 yards passing and three TDs. Most of that yardage apparently going to Amari Cooper. Do the math here. 11 catches for 265 yards and two TDs for Amari. That would mean the rest of the team had 103 yards and one TD. Man, there are some happy fantasy football owners out there. Man, if you got Amari Cooper on your team, you're probably moving to the finals. The Falcons beat the Colts 29-10. The Colts were one of the hottest teams in the league, but, but something I missed when I made my prediction here, I picked the Colts. Wide receiver Michael Pittman and running back Zach Moss both missed the game. Two key players on this offense. So the Falcons stay alive, one of a bunch of teams at 7-8 and eight as we head into Week 17. That 29 points is a season high for the Falcons. Colts' playoff chances took a little bit of a hit, but they're not out of it. AFC playoff picture even more convoluted than the NFC at this point. The Packers almost blew it in Carolina, but they beat the Panthers 33-30. Packers led 30-16 late in the third quarter. Panthers roared back, tied it up 30-30 with a TD and a two-point conversion. But the Packers, playing for their lives, went 61 yards in nine plays and got the game-winning field goal. The Jets 30, the Commanders 28. Jets led 27-7 at halftime. Jacoby Brissett replaced Sam Howell once again and rallied the Commanders. They actually took the lead 28-27, but the Jets got the game-winning field goal with five seconds left. Probably should have led with that game because that one's as meaningless as it gets as far as playoff considerations go. Now the two Sunday morning games we really cared about. The Lions held on to beat the Vikings 30-24. to This was in Minnesota, so a tough out for the Lions, but they got it. A back-and-forth affair. Nick Mullins threw for four interceptions, including one at the Detroit Five, which basically ended any chance for the Vikings to rally and win this game. It's the Lions' first NFC North title since before the Civil War. Yeah, it's been that long. Good for the Vikings, though, and this really helps the Rams out. Vikings dropped to 7-8. and eight. Playoff chances took a big hit, and this Vikings-Packers game next week becomes a big game for a bunch of teams. And in the other game of extreme interest, Seahawks 20, Titans 17. I watched a lot of this game. I really thought the Titans were going to pull it out. Two teams playing a lot of hard-nosed football. But the Titans' defense really undermanned, hurt with a lot of injuries, and in the end, they couldn't close out the Seahawks. Gave up the go-ahead touchdown with one minute left. Got to give the Seahawks credit, though. They seem to find ways to win these games. Just puts a little bit more pressure on the Rams and Ram fans, unfortunately. Rams just have to take care of business and everything will be fine. But really need the Seahawks to take another loss. If they had lost to the Eagles or lost this one, would have made the Rams' path to the playoffs a little easier. Sunday afternoon, Dolphins 22, Cowboys 20. Cowboys finally played respectably on the road. 
at least more respectably than last week, but still couldn't find a way to get a win on the road. If the Eagles beat the Giants on Monday Night Football, the Cowboys will once again become the wildcard team, the number five seed. Miami maintains a two-game lead on the Bills in the AFC East, but they play the Ravens next week, and then they close with the Bills. So stay tuned. Man, lots of gears turning across the NFL as far as standings go. One of the more meaningless games, Bears 27, Cardinals 16. Justin Fields threw for a touchdown, ran for another. Tight end Cole Komet, a career-high 107 yards. And that was all in the first half. And running back Khalil Herbert finally broke out 112 yards rushing and a touchdown. And two teams headed in the opposite direction. Two first-place teams, as I'm recording this, the Bucks 30, the Jags 12, leaders of the two weakest divisions in the NFL. Four straight win for the Bucks, fourth straight loss for the Jags. The Bucks can clinch the NFC South title next week. Jags, Colts, and Texans all 8-7 and seven in the AFC South. Jags have the lead for now, but that could change. They need to win badly. Close with the Panthers and the Titans, so maybe there's hope for them after all. And Sunday night. The Patriots beat the Broncos in Denver, pretty much ending Denver's playoff hopes. They have a sliver of hope, but it ain't happening for the Broncos this year. And then Monday, we have the Raiders, Chiefs, Giants, Eagles, Ravens, 49ers. Our next drop will hopefully be our roundtable with Ian Martinez, Tom Quartz, and Paul Walia. Lots to talk about. So where does this leave the Rams? Now, I'm using the New York Times playoff modeling simulator for these calculations. This is what they show. Rams currently have a 68% chance of grabbing one of those two remaining wildcard spots. It improves to 87% if, should I say, when they beat the Giants. Pretty much the same if they were to lose the Giants and beat the 49ers, but let's beat the Giants, okay? So after they beat the Giants, here are three ways they can secure a playoff spot. The simplest way is to follow that win over the Giants with a win at San Francisco. No easy chore there. Another way is, let's say you go ahead and lose to the 49ers, but the Vikings beat the Packers in Week 17, and then the Lions beat the Vikings in Detroit Week 18. The problem is, how motivated will that Lions team be potentially be a seeding on the line, but they've already clinched the division title. And the third way is after they beat the Giants and let's say they lose to the 49ers, the Steelers or Cardinals beat the Seahawks. According to the New York Times, that's how the Rams get in. And that's why these last two last minute wins by the Seahawks are especially painful. Now, I didn't articulate every way the Rams can get to the playoffs. In my opinion, those are the three most likely ways for it to happen. So there's a lot of pressure still on this team to go out and get a couple of wins. But they have what it takes. They'll go ahead and take care of business. It could come down to that game in Santa Clara against the 49ers. But first things first, take care of the Giants. And maybe the Steelers are up to it going to Seattle and beat the Seahawks. That would be nice. And some other chips fall in favor of the Rams and the Rams get that 6th or 7th seed. Continuing our series, episode 328, 
And y'all think I'm going to talk about Marshall Falk, don't you? Well, I'm not. I'm going to talk about another guy that wore number 28. We'll get to Marshall Falk one day in 100 episodes or so. But this guy is worth talking about. Take you back to the 1980s. The Rams had three linebackers played together for quite a while. Mel Owens out of Michigan was with the Rams from 1981 to 1989. Jim Collins out of Syracuse with the Rams from 81 to 88. And number 28, Carl Eckert with the Rams from 76 to 1988. He was out of San Jose State. And we're going to talk a little bit about Carl Eckert because why? He deserves it. And I got to tell you, the one thing about these three linebackers, they were all pretty good linebackers. As a group, they got it done. Workhorse type linebackers, not a lot of flash, all great tacklers, very reliable, played for some pretty darn good defenses. As for Eckern, 6'3", 223 pounds, drafted by the Rams in the fifth round of the 1976 draft, ended up playing in 166 games for the Rams, retired, on August 1st, 1990, Carl Eckern is driving a Jeep north on Highway 395 outside of Ridgecrest, heading towards Minden, Nevada, where he was a volunteer counselor and coach at the Rite of Passage, a camp for juvenile delinquents. His Jeep goes off the road and rolls, and he passes away from head injuries. Pretty sad day. Eckern was just 36 years old. The Rams have honored him ever since the Carl Eckern Spirit of the Game Award. The Rams give it to a deserving player who best exemplifies sportsmanship, work ethic, and commitment to his teammates. Remember back in the Jeff Fisher days, Corey Harkey won it three straight years. Andrew Whitworth was honored with it three times. Most recently, Rob Havenstein won it in 2022. Carl Eckern, a guy who did a great job representing the Rams after he had retired. Hey, and let me end it on a light note. A fun fact about Carl Eckern. He appeared in the 1986 Rams promotional video. Remember that one? Let's Ram It. He, he appeared under the name Carl E. General of the D. Carl Eckern, number 28. going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.